0: Hey, this is Victor. I'm Lucas. We are Between the Marios. And you're listening to Iron City Rocks.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Brock from Dirt Fed, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Chase with
2: Eye the Breather. And this is Sean, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks.
3: Hey, I'm Zach from Watch Apple, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up? This is Brock from the Deadworks Prada, and you are listening to Iron
4: City Rocks. Hi there, boys and girls. This is Mickey D speaking uh, from Motherhead. and
5: Right now, you are listening to Iron City Rocks. So stay tuned. All right.
6: And welcome to episode 164 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. We're coming to you from Pittsburgh, bringing you the best hard rock, metal, and blues talk on the internet. What we have for you this time, Sean and Aaron from our staff headed out to see the Mayhem Festival, and we brought you back six interviews. Also, if you head to ironcityrocks.com, we've got tons of pictures on all the bands. But in this episode, we have Betraying the Martyrs, Dirt Fed, Eye Breather Eye, the Devil Wears Prada Abana Burning Body and White Chapel For those of you who might have missed previous episodes we had Anthrax and Asking Alexandria on before the show so you can go check those out at ironcityrocks.com as well So, without further ado what I'm going to do in this episode instead of talking to you uh, much in between the interviews and things like that I'm just going to sit back, shut up and let you listen to what Sean and Aaron brought back to us from Mayhem So, here's some of the bands that were on the Mayhem Fest 2012
7: What's up, everyone? Uh, Sean with uh, Betraying the Martyrs backstage at the uh, Mayhem Fest. I've got uh, Victor and Lucas. How you guys doing today? Great. great. How about you? Pretty good. It's pretty good. A little little hectic out there trying to get here, but uh, got here. Um, How's the tour going so far? It's amazing. It's it's
0: actually almost the end for us. We're dropping the, the last three shows of the tour. So tomorrow is our last day. Oh wow! Really sad about it. But we're going to join another tour, so that's it.
7: With, uh, where are you guys going after this?
0: We're going to all Stars Tour with the uh, headliner Suicide Silence. There's Unearthed Dance Gavin Dance. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great tour tour, but we're sad to leave all the crews that right. we made friends with. Right. Yeah, right. this
8: tour have been really amazing so far. We're going to miss every single one. and We, okay. we, we had so much fun. We, we had like crazy experiences. and It was definitely the biggest tour we've ever done in our lives. So yeah. We learned a lot, and we're really happy to, <laughs> to be able to be here.
7: Um... Wait, is, this your, is this your first Mayhem Fest? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, like, what were you guys looking forward to most uh, when you guys got the gate? What were you guys looking forward to most?
0: Um, about you mean when when we knew that we were going to be yeah, Mayhem?
7: Yeah.
0: <sighs> everything. Everything. The it allow this tour allows us to reach such a wider crowd mm-hmm. than, than usual. So this was the main goal. The goal when we tour is to reach people, and we like we played the Jager stage in front of. I don't know, like thousands and thousands of people. And yeah, and
8: ninety percent of them never heard about us. And right, that that right. was like that was like a challenge every day, and that was the most exciting part of it. Like we knew that ninety percent of the crowd won't, didn't hear about us every day, and like okay, so those people never heard about us. And we had to have to make people. them move, right, right. <laughs> and it uh, worked
0: pretty well.
7: <laughs> um, you know, you guys, you guys are from France, and then it's, uh, Baron, he's from England, and you guys did a lot of festivals over there. Um, What's the biggest difference? Because like I guess here it's more of a touring festival, and over there it's like yeah, exactly. Like in
8: Europe, you don't have any 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 tours actually in summer. Like you don't have any touring festival. It's only it's only like several days festival in one city. We played the Hellfest. Uh, It was like in the in the in somewhere in the west of France, and uh, and yeah, it was like a three days festival and. But they stay at the same place like yeah there's no touring uh... like every band's coming to Europe to, uh, right. to for summer they tour they, they go from they go from festival to another festival like yeah. they do Hellfest Don't Know Greenfield and, yeah
0: in, in, in the US you do like a summer uh, summer a festival that is touring you do like Warped Tour right. Summer Slaughter this tour, All Stars that we're doing after but back in Europe you really have like separate festivals and you tour you just do all this festival with shows in between it's, it's different but but it's both are good cool
7: cool'll we talk a little bit about the album breathe in life um, Listening to the album you guys have such a you know a distinct sound like from like you know, an you, you. you know whatever you guys have a lot of like keyboards and orchestrations there which yeah personally I think it adds another, like a whole new level to the music um, when you guys were writing the album coming up with the songs, like developing this style, I mean, how did you guys like come up with like all the
2: orchestrations?
0: Well, we have a keyboardist, so <laughs> yeah. we, we have to make him do something. Yeah. No, the,
8: the th- no, it's it's actually we have different ways to do that. Like sometimes, sometimes it's just me coming with uh, with. Okay, guys, yeah, so I found this piano part, or I found this awesome orchestration, and I was like, oh yeah, good. So let's let's, let's make try uh, a riff le- that. Le- le- let's bring re from that. And sometimes they just they just they just do riff like with just drum and guitar. They give it to me like, hey, do, do you think you do something with that? And then I add an extension on that. And I'm like, yeah, sick. Yeah, like we, we do we do both.
0: Yeah, you can work both ways. But uh, it's as you say, like the good thing about keyboards is it allows us to take like, any riff, any part, and just take it further. Right, right. Like, we, we're currently writing a new album. We we're, we're actually like right before doing this interview, we were writing songs in the bus. Oh uh, cool. And he was doing keyboards. <laughs> so like it's and it gives such a whole new dimension. like, yeah, like I, I just roll a super epic chorus. <laughs> 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 like you, you have a riff that is cool, but you can add so much depth to the sound just by just e- even when it's not like a full orchestration, just adding some some like pads, some like distant choirs or something. It gives a whole new level to a riff, and it's it's really great tool. Too. Yeah. Oh,
7: Cool. And like the writing process, is it like a big collaborative effort, or like you know, would you come up with something, or you come up with something and then bring it? And just uh, it's up? a
0: collaborative effort, but sometimes you have like Victor coming up with almost the whole song, and then we change it. Like, okay, I like this part, like this, let's change this. I want to change this riff, also, or maybe I can come with a song. Someone right. else, but sometimes it's just like, okay, I've got one riff, I've got this, or maybe we can put them together. And in the end, everybody gives their advice and we can we pre-produce everything that we do we just record it instantly that's how we work and so everybody can listen to it at home think about it and like oh okay maybe we should do this that so it's really all together
7: cool. cool well I don't want to take up too much more of your time I know we were kind of running late so I want to thank you guys you know wish you guys good luck on your next tour and thank I really you so hope much. to see a lot thank you a lot. A lot from you in the future so thank, thank, you. You, thank so you so much, very much. thank you
9: I always wanted to learn to play guitar, but never had the time. Then I heard about Progressions Music Studio. Progressions introduced me to an entirely new and convenient method of music instruction. They brought the music to me. The instructors from Progressions Music Studio came to my home with their knowledge and expertise, which saved me time and money. They worked around my schedule and tailored a program around my needs and skill level. Best of all, I learned to play music like a guitar king of the 1960s. We didn't spend all of our time with drills or tunes from the 1860s. Progressions Music Studio offers a lot more than guitar. In fact, they have instructors for almost all instruments. Now I can rock it out on my electric like never before. Just imagine what they can do for you or the budding musician in your family. Don't make excuses, make music. Check them out on the web at ProgressionsMusicStudio.com. That's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. MusicStudio.com. Or call 724-777-4678. All
10: right, so welcome to the show. We are here live at the Mayhem Festival with Brock and Brian of Gertfett. How's it going, guys? Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. All right, so I caught your set excellent set you guys are killing today and you're also killing during a torrential downpour so uh, what's the weather been like for you guys on on these shows like is is this common you play
11: during a downpour or is that like your first time Uh, we played one show in Seattle where you know it was kind of raining on and off but not quite like this Uh, the rest of them all been 95 plus degrees sun burning so for me personally today it was awesome I loved it (laughs) lot of good energy uh i personally had a lot of energy because it was cool so nice uh, yeah i loved it
10: nice so how was the crowd during the during the rain like still still pretty aggressive
1: oh yeah they don't care about that rain man they just they just go for it and that's the way it should be they're here to throw down they don't give a shit about a couple drops of rain on their
11: face so that's the way it goes awesome
10: so how's the tour going for
11: you guys so far i think it's going great um a lot of people have been coming up to us and uh, uh, been telling us not to change a single thing uh, because we do something a little different musically. You know, it, it, it I, I don't know what it is. It's just maybe where we're from or our past uh, music inspirations or what it might be, but, you know, we're getting a good response. And uh, with that difference... I think that makes it mean so much more to me and the rest of the band. Knowing that we might have a good, good chance of keeping this going, having a good career. Knowing that we ain't like 12 other bands. So, I'm having a blast.
10: Yeah, excellent. Now, and you guys are also on a tour that happens to be kind of an interesting lineup here. You've got a really good mix of young bands and then very experienced bands. We talk about Slayer, Anthrax, and especially Motorhead. So what's that like for you guys to be able to, to like, kind of maybe come in and learn from those guys?
1: Oh, it's incredible. We've we've learned so much on this tour, just watching, especially Slipknot, man. Like, we really look up to those guys. Those guys are our peers. Not only as, you know, as gigantic as they are, but they also come from the Midwest. And I'm talking, like, the heart of the country, where we come from. And uh, so we look up to them in that aspect, where they don't get wrapped up in all the rock star bullshit. They just... They do what they do, and it's like a really well-oiled machine. Their stuff is so tight. And I'm talking like backstage. And there's everyone that works for them. It's just everything so professional and so flawless. And everyone has a job, and they perform it, and that's it. And that's it's just awesome to see that. It kind of makes you want to step your game up every day. You, can't, you cannot slack at all.
10: Awesome. Alright, so last question, I'll let you guys go because I know we got a busy schedule here. Uh, so, what's next for you guys after the, uh, the
11: Mayhem Festival? Uh, we're going to do a, a date on the 17th of August. Uh, it's a Knot Fest. It'll be the first Knot Fest that's happening. They're going to do two dates. Okay. We're playing the first one, first band on it. It's kind of uh, nuts to think about it, you know, like, kind of like Ozfest or anything that became something giant, even like this. Yeah. Um, we're a part of the very first show of it, so... That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that, and then uh, we're, we're thinking about nailing down a bunch of songs and trying to do an EP or maybe another album. I was going to ask if there are any
10: new tunes coming out. Yeah.
11: got Yeah, Excellent. we got... Uh, we got lots of songs, so yeah, we would love to put out another album
10: Excellent, excellent, alright guys, well thank you for your time
4: Thank you, very awesome.
6: right. much Ignition, The countdown is off From a west north shore, Coors Light and DVE present, Boston launches into 2012 Tom Schultz and the band return with a rare appearance Friday night, August 10th at Stage A.E. Outdoors Doors open at 6.30pm Tickets are on sale now all Ticketmaster LX, Ticketmaster.com or charge by phone. For more information, go to promoslive.com, part of the DVE Summer Concert Series.
7: What's up, everyone? It's backstage at Mayhem Festival with Eye the Breather. we got Sean and Chase. How you guys doing today? Doing
2: great. i good. Uh, how's the tour been going? Great. You can't really ask for much more. I mean, it's like the best metal tour of the whole entire year. Right, right. It's great. It's
8: hot.
12: Yeah. It's <laughs> hectic. It's mayhem. It's I mean, dress.
2: yeah, it's stressful, but it's
12: the payoff, is yeah. Very worth
7: it. So how did the tour been for you guys so far?
12: Good. Uh, Good. Crowd response uh, has been getting there. Yeah. Right. Kids are coming out, and we've been hearing kids have been coming out for us, which is insane because we're one of the smallest bands in the bill, so yeah. that's flattering uh, as well as surprising. We right. kind of have
2: to win over everybody yeah. right when
12: we get on stage every day. Yeah, that's
2: our goal. We're learning how to do it with like people that would never have listened to us in their whole entire life, you know. Yep. But that's what you do as a musician. You learn to read people. Right, and, right. You know
7: well I mean what's it like you guys being like one of the youngest bands on the set touring with people like Slayer
12: and Anthrax been around for you know 30 years it's honoring I guys you know it's surreal <laughs> I mean yeah these are bands that you've seen for years heard of and you know might have listened to but like to actually be bumping elbows with them at catering and like just seeing Carrie King walk by you like <laughs> dude's a legend rock star icon you know what I mean so yeah just being around these people is, is it's crazy you feel like the only
2: way I can really explain it is like for us when kids come up to us or like when we first started playing, I'm pretty sure they're nervous when they come meet us. Well, we're nervous when we come meet these guys. You right, know? Like, right, We've been we've been like idolizing these dudes forever, and you're like, do I really want to go up there and spoil it? Like, is it gonna be a bad <laughs> way? You know, like are they gonna look
12: at me like I'm retarded? You know. Yeah. And <laughs> the main thing is is that everyone on the tour has been yeah. right, so nice to us. Like there hasn't been one negative. Encounter That yeah. I've had with anybody So that's That blows me away as well Cool So
7: yeah um, Truth and Purpose It's been out for about Six months now um, Can you talk a little bit About the album Like For our listeners Who don't really know you guys yet um,
2: It was a brown show From our first album These are my sins mm-hmm. um, We kind of went into the studio And we recorded that one With the same mindset As the other one You know Let's get a heavy Impacting album Let's stick to what we know Right play it safe uh, we're still a young band and we had a ton of big changes on um, and we went in and we did that we wrote we wrote an album that like we all were happy with at the time um but like six months down the road you look back and you're like let's let's go bigger and badder <laughs> and like we're looking back now like you know we have time to prepare for this next album right so that's like you know like it's it's good having that in our pocket right now truth of purpose is an amazing album but we're also as a band ready to branch out and become like the band that we feel like we actually are now. You know? Right. So, it's good. We have new members and, and that is gonna add a lot of flavor to
8: to Either Breather in the future.
2: Now you guys are, you know, kinda like a Christian band and all
7: that. Do you ever find like any type like people prejudging you based for that message or even vice versa, you know, it's like you know, it, you got more of like a heavier sound and
2: what it comes down to is pretty much Whatever people have in their head about like what a a quote unquote Christian person ideally is, is like what they've been built around. And you know, like some people might think you know swearing is wrong, and then you'll find other Christians that are like, you know, it's just a word. You know, you're not unless you're insulting somebody or making them feel bad. It's not a big deal. Or like you know, I've had issues with people that have issues with me smoking cigarettes, or like something like that. You know, but you know what it comes down to is. It matters who you find in yourself and what you feel is right. It's your belief and if you think that it's right and the way that you've been brought up, it's it's molding you into the person that you are and somebody has an issue with it, you know, that they, they are not who you're answering to every day. That's right. not that's not who I'm gonna answer to when my time comes. So right. if, it's sad to say, but if you have an issue with like, you know, who I am, you know, I'm me. You know, I d I don't put on a fake figure every day and go out and, and be this fake person, I'm me and it's sad to say but some people have issues with it and, and some are thankful that
7: I am that way yeah. honestly I think it's like refreshing to actually hear bands like do more of a positive message now yeah. especially yeah, like true. you know the way you know the world is right now anyway it's...
12: absolutely and we like to look at it like you know people want to judge us and, and try and tell us who we are and you have a problem with us but it's like it's more like that, that's your problem because yeah. you're the one stressing over it we know who we are Yeah. You're, I mean if you have an issue like you know sorry but that, that's your mm-hmm. issue we're gonna keep doing what we're doing and being who we are, and yeah. we know we're good people. And if you want to judge, I mean, you have the right to do that. But the, the Christian, not going to change who the we Christian
2: are. industry is an industry that is something that a lot of people would be very scared to that into. Right. It, it, it's it's a complete different world, you know. Christian metal is like looked down on so bad, but you know, it takes people like us to come in with a full heart, and actually know who we are, to be actually in the situation. It's not easy at
7: all. Right, right. You and guys really? are doing a great job of it too. You're on like the biggest rock festival in the states, yeah. and you know, it's, you know, guys got a lot going on. Um,
10: yeah, and only in the last decade, really, has Christian metal come to like be metal. I mean, growing up in the '80s, yeah. it was all very watered down stuff. Like, if you want anything Striper. heavy, exactly. <laughs> you know? And I like Striver, but I mean, they weren't Metallica. Right. You know, they weren't Anthrax, right, and that's right. what I loved. And it's nice to hear you guys come along and hear you put a positive message, but just be absolutely brutal. With the guitar yeah. riffs, man, especially, like, I was checking out um, two things that I picked up on big. I love your dual guitar harmonies, like, kicking my ass on that stuff, it was great, and then I also loved just those mechanically precise rhythms. Like, how do you guys put that together? Like, do you, you guys just come together, like, you know, you think, oh, I want to sound like a machine here, or is that just...
12: I think it's just, you know, we
10: draw a lot of the influences from, from, obviously, the music that we
12: listen to, and, you know, a lot of outside influences, so... I mean, Justin, our other guitarist who's here, he's the primary songwriter as far as, as riffs and, and patterns go. And, you know, we, we all we all get together and work on it as well. But, I mean, it, it really comes down to, I mean, you have something in your head and you want to lay it down. And it's, you want it to be fast, you want it to be technical. Like, I mean, that's that's really where it comes from. Yeah. And, I mean, we're, we've always been a, a technical band. I think, so. I think the hardest
2: part about it is, you know sounding like a machine, going on stage, being a machine, and playing like a machine. Yeah. It's like, if you have the sound, you got to follow through with it, you know? Yeah. So. yeah, there's really no other way to do it.
10: That. That's going to be exhausting day after
2: night. You know? It can be. <laughs> it is what we signed up for. Yeah. We did sign a contract to be a professional musician, so the way that I look at it is... You have 30 minutes in your day. That your whole entire day is focused. Right. So, so whatever you have to do to get in top-notch performance for those 30 minutes, it's got to be done every day. So, what do you guys got coming up next? After mayhem, Uh, we're going to be doing a uh, tour with our good friends, uh, Born of Osiris and The Word Alive, in uh, the fall. Very cool. All
7: right, Alan. Thank you guys for coming on the show, and uh, good luck with the rest of the tour. Thank you so
13: much. Thank you.
10: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here live at the Mayhem Festival, and we've got Danny from Upon a Burning Body. Danny, how you doing today, man? I'm doing wonderful. Excellent, excellent. So how's the tour going for you so far?
13: Oh, it's going amazing, man. It's, uh, it's a dream come true tour. Yeah? Definitely.
10: Well, I know for me, being an older metalhead, um, it's kind of cool to see guys like Anthrax and Slayer, who to me, you know, founded metal design. Right, I it. right. And then with younger bands like you guys, like mm. like it's got to be a really good mix out there. Um, you know, you learn anything from the old guys? Or? Yeah,
13: you learn a lot. You know, you learn a lot of professionalism and um, kind of just the way that a veteran handles the crowd, you know, and kind of... Uh, I mean, you obviously, you, you have to work to, to gain that respect from the crowd, but uh, but nonetheless, you, you, you soak in a lot of... Uh, how it's done, I guess, in a a sense, you know, so, um, I always watch the main stage bands, um, as much as I can, you know, and, uh, we have, we're working up until a certain point, so usually I'm, I'm free, I'm done working after about right amount, like, middle Slayer, so that's really all I get to catch, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, you learn a lot, so, you you have to, I mean, if you don't, if you're not out here learning, then you're, you're kind of just wasting it, I think.
9: Yeah. All right.
10: So, hey, um, the latest record, Red, White, and Green. Now, you have a tie-in to Robert Rodriguez, and I've been noticing other movie tie-ins. Like, there's this track I was checking out earlier, Carlito's Way. Mm. Can you talk about, like, like what's, what's with your different movie tie-in themes here? Like, what's going on with those? Yeah,
13: well, we came up with this look, you know, that kind of like a dress to impress, uh, like a southern gentleman, mixed with kind of a, the, you know, the way a, uh, Italians and the mobsters would do their thing, you know, they're, they're dudes that meant business and they were serious, uh, but they dressed real nice, you know, so we, we wanted to do that too, Look, with our music, we mean business we're serious, but we dress nice, you know so, kind of carried that and um, it kind of just was like a puzzle piece that fit perfect where you, you have these song names after Al Pacino movies On the first record And uh, You know it, it, it became a thing Where it was a good idea To us because The movie Scarface Has already made Such a big name For itself So when you hear That song And you're like Oh it's called Scarface It's not That's not going anywhere You're going to remember that You yeah. know yeah. lost that band That had that, the movie title name Because that name's already huge So um, We thought coming out Of the You know out of the gate it'd be a good idea to have something that's going to yeah. stick and then it worked really well and people seemed to like it so with the second record we said well let's let's what can we do and um, came up with the Robert Rodriguez and that just happened because he just so happens to be from our hometown of San Antonio nice. and his movies are just awesome yeah. so it worked out to be able to stay with the cinema theme not so much mobster kind of Italian thing, but yeah. uh, nonetheless. Memorable and um, cinema. So that's That's killing. We like it.
10: All right, one last question, and we'll let you move on here. So, what's next for you guys after uh, after uh, the Mayhem Festival?
13: After this, we're supposed to do a short run with the Word Alive, I think, in Canada, and a couple couple dates on our own, and then uh, then we're supposed to go back to Europe with uh, Caliban, Asleep, Dine, and Trivium. And um, and I I believe, if I'm not, if I if I'm correct. uh, some Mexico dates in between those two so hopefully it all works out you know you guys are going to be busy yeah I think we're booked up to the end of the year and even now starting to book into January, February so looks good it's nice to be booked that far you know as opposed to when we first started it's like well we're going to try for this tour you know see what we can get now it's like offers are coming in you know so that feels good
10: All right, man well hey we'll let you get back to the tour thank you so much yeah
13: thank you
7: Everyone, uh, we're back here at Mayhem Fest with Zach from Whitechapel. How you doing, Zach? Uh,
3: pretty good, man. I'm gonna get me some dinner here in a minute and enjoy <laughs> some food.
7: Um, how's the tour been going for you so far?
3: Uh, it's been good, man. It's uh, I mean, it's the tour of all tours, pretty much for anybody. So it's it's yeah, pretty epic.
7: This is your uh, second Mayhem Fest, and then uh, you guys did Warp Tour uh, a couple years ago. Um, you, did, you guys like doing these type of festivals? Or you like doing like more headlining shows, or I mean,
3: I, I like these kind of festivals. I like this a little better than Warp. Just the shows are equally amazing, but just Warp's so many bands and so many people. You know, it's it's harder to get food and get showers and everything. So, uh, I mean, I, I I dig this a lot, but headlining is also cool too. So it's kind of apples right. and oranges, man. Right, right. Um,
7: all right. New album White came out about a month ago. Um, can you talk a little bit about the album?
3: Uh, the new album is obviously, you know, a little different compared to our old stuff, but it's just, you know, us thinking outside the box and trying to grow and mature with the new stuff, right. and uh, I think, you know, the new album, I think we're most pleased that we've been with any album so far, and, uh, you know, I mean, we're it still has signature Whitechapel sound to it, but it's a little different little little more yeah, spice yeah. to it you know what I mean So yeah.
7: I know the two songs that stood out to me like following you the first time was like Hate creation and, and Devoid and those oh, I yeah. mean, those songs are like awesome yeah thanks a lot man appreciate that um yeah. you know this is like your fourth album in six years you guys have been around for six years um you know this album like you said is a little bit different how do you guys what do you guys do to try and keep it
3: fresh Oh man we just we just don't you know people people you know, consider us death core or whatever we just don't we don't care the standards that people expect death to live up to we just don't care about those we, right, just, right. we just write whatever we want to write so I mean that's that's kind of the idea about it anyway
7: um, the songwriting process is that everyone's involved or is that like you know you come up with a part or you come play a tune or
3: Uh, we, I mean, we all individually write, like, we all kind of have libraries of riffs that we recorded and everything, and, uh, when we sit down and do the skeletons, like, the pre-production and everything like that, it's all of us sitting around, especially this album, it was all of us sitting around, giving our opinion on it, on everything, and, you know, so, yeah, it is a collective, you know, as far as the writing process goes, for sure, so it's definitely, that way you have more opinions and more options with certain songs and everything, so...
7: You guys are a little different in the fact that you got three guitar players, you know. And with uh, deathcore and music that's like so technical and,
3: and, and so
7: there's a lot going on. How do you guys balance
3: out the three guitars? Well, I mean, you can't have three guitar players, you know, freaking doing crazy Dillinger estate right, playing right, like right. riffs, you know, all over the place. It'd be a mess. You just you just do it. You do what like what fills out the riff and what fills out the song, you know, on certain parts. You know, there's times where all three playing the same thing, and there's times where all three playing different things, you know. But it's never so crazy that it's just hectic you know that's, right. the, that's not the idea like the idea is just to fill it out and do it like adding layers in the studio the same idea with doing it live so
7: you guys uh started out in knoxville tennessee um what's the scene like in knoxville was it a big deathcore scene or how hard was it getting out of knoxville i
3: mean there is was, there was always a metal scene before we started Whitechapel, and you know we were all in local bands together and it was they were not even deathcore even it was just more metal and right. everything and then you know, with with White Chapel, we just kinda of started doing something different. We wanted to do more death metal type of stuff and uh, that's kinda of where the death board thing came around and like uh, you know, I didn't I didn't really know what death board was until they started calling us that. You know, I was just you know, I was I was actually listening to Whitechapel before I was in and I was just like, it just sounds like really fucking heavy music, you know. I didn't right, right. It, but uh so I mean and you know, it wasn't really necessarily a death board scene, it was just a metal scene, but it's kinda of died down actually now after a while. It just it's not what it used to be unfortunately, but you know, it's still a good still good local bands around everywhere so
7: how often do you get to check out the bands in Knoxville or do you guys get to go back there a lot
3: uh we well we're we're probably there you know I don't know five six months out of the year right but uh you know when I get a chance I'll go check out you know my friends bands and stuff like that when I can because you know, I haven't you know we no day we hang out with them anymore but uh as far as uh, checking out bands and stuff man like you know all time i really go is if it's friends or it's like you know a, a touring band coming through i want to see or it's a touring band coming through that you know through Knoxville that i have friends uh, you know within a band like other than that man it's yeah, i get kind of burned out with the live scene lot of music scene so right right yeah. right, right.
7: Um, back to mayhem fest second. Like you guys are you know touring with bands like anthrax slayer motorhead bands that've been around for you know 30 some years yeah.
3: Uh, what's it like being the new kid on the block, per se, with bands like these? I mean, <laughs> you can't say, I mean, you, what can you say? It's, it's Anthrax, Slayer, and Motorhead. You know, I mean, they're, they've been around the block for a while, I mean, a few times, and they know how it works, they know how things go, and they can tell their season and what they do, and they're, they're veterans of it. And, uh, you know, I mean, to be the, be the new kids on the block about it, it's just, you know, it's almost it's an honor, you know, in a way. Because, right, I, right. I mean,. Who gets the chance to do that? I open up for Slayer Slipknot and, you know, Motorhead and Anthrax. You know, that's pretty It's pretty legendary, man. So, cool, cool, cool.
7: Um, what's up next for uh, Whitechapel after Mayhem?
3: Uh, we're doing, after Mayhem, we're home for about a month. And then September and October, we're doing Hate breed That's uh, their 10-year anniversary tour for Perseverance or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, that's right, Perseverance. Tour. And then uh, we do, uh, after that, we do... Uh, Europe with Worst Prada in August Burns Red, and then we're home for a while. Then. Cool.
7: So you guys, you guys been to Europe before? Uh, yeah,
3: we've been to Europe a few times. It's uh, the shows are great, the fans are awesome. It is taxing on us, so you know right, we're there for right. a very long time. Not to mention we're going to do the Hatebreed tour, have four days off, and go straight to Europe for a month. So right, right. we're probably going to kill ourselves.
7: So. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's all fun
3: though. Uh, yeah, it's all fun I, in the long run. But at least we'll do it with Prada. Prada's good friends of ours. Right, so right. Love those guys a lot. So.
4: Cool,
7: cool. Alright, well uh thank you for coming on the show. Uh enjoy
5: the rest of the tour. Yes sir. Um I'm Ben Bruce from Arsenal's Andrea and you're listening to IMCE Rocks.
4: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I have on the phone Mike, the lead singer of the Devil Wears product, currently on tour with Mayhem Fest. How's it going, Mike?
5: Uh not too bad. How are you?
4: Excellent man, doing great. So um Mayhem Fest is winding down here. Looks like you guys finish up on a Sunday, right?
5: That is correct.
4: Alright, so how's the show? Um, How's the tour been? I mean, it's been a lot of dates in a a short amount of time and a pretty historic lineup. What's it been like for you guys?
5: Uh, It's been awesome. Um, Really just uh, we've been wanting to be a part of the tour for a while, and this year we're able to make it happen, and uh, we're glad that the the year we were able to make it happen is a bill like this that we're so uh, enthused about. And um, So, yeah, it's been a great summer, and we're, we're glad we were able to be a part of Mayhem.
4: And it is such an amazing bill. Like, I got to catch the show when you guys came through Pittsburgh. And um, it, it's one of the first times where, like, you know, because we were, we were doing some interviews and stuff backstage, but it was so hard to manage that with all the bands we wanted to see because, like, every band on this lineup is just a great band. I mean, you've got new bands, old bands. It was just such a mix.
5: Yeah, and uh, they set it up well, too, to where you could just, it's never super, it's never like you're scrambling around like War Tour where you have all these fans conflicting on different stages. It's really, you know, you're basically either at the Jaeger side stage or at the main stage. And even, you know, if you want to catch the Sumerian dance, you can just, uh, it's always close to Jaeger, and you just make your way over there between uh, uh, the Jaeger dance.
4: Yeah, I, it, it is a pretty good, good setup. Okay, hey, so what's next for you guys after this tour ends here? Uh, I think the,
5: uh, we have quite a bit of time off and we do some uh, one-off festivals in uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and New York. Um, and then around that time, we're going to really try to focus on writing more. And then in mid-October, God willing, we're heading to uh, Europe with August Burns Red and Whitechapel. So still uh, a bit more work to do this year and always trying to keep relatively busy.
4: Excellent. So well, um, I know you guys just brought up the 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 live C D and D V D, Dead and Alive. Um, what's what like how's I guess how's that been received? Is that been going pretty well?
5: It is. Um we we put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, you know, we we're not gonna put out something we don't like or we're not we can't totally stand behind. So um it was a it was a difficult process and it really seems that uh the fans are enjoying it. Um, you know we we've always tried to put ourselves a bit as a live fans and um, having the DVD and something at least a little bit to represent, that's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, it, it can never compare to actually seeing the band live. But uh, we're we're happy to to have a product out like this and have something for the fans to check out.
4: Yeah, and I think that's a great thing to do because, I mean, like you said, you guys really are a live band. I mean, you know, I love your records. And I, I couldn't wait to see, like, the, the record that brought me on board was the um, Roots Above, Branches Below. And then... Uh, after that, I'm like, oh, i got to see these guys. And to see you guys live, you are so intense. You are like this well-oiled musical machine, and you just come out there and annihilate the audience. It was just amazing to watch you guys. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was great stuff, great stuff. So if you guys are going to start doing a little lighting here as the tour winds down, um, when might the fans, myself included in that, uh, be able to expect some new studio material?
5: Um, it's still going to be a while. We don't have any, we don't actually have, uh, anything locked in as far as when the record, the next record will be recorded. Um, I think tentatively we're looking at early next year-ish. I mean, maybe early spring, late winter. Um, I really have no idea, but, uh, right now we're just trying to make sure that we're going into it prepared as always. Um, when we went in to do Jet Throne, we were, uh, everything was demoed out and we were, uh, it made for great pre-production into to where we could really, Work with Adam and make sure the songs were the best they could be. And uh, I know right now we're kind of just preparing again and making sure that we're not going going into the studio time next year with our heads cut off, you know. But uh, yeah, again, I'm I'm not sure exactly when we'll be recording, but I know uh, we are. You know, it, it's it's within the the relatively close or general timeline.
4: Nice. Now, when you guys sit down to write. What's that process like? Because you say you you demoed everything out. So, do you, does one of you or all of you have like um your own digital home studio, or do you, do you do you get together a practice studio? Does somebody bring in a riff? Like, what's that process like?
5: Um, a lot of it weighs in on uh, Chris, our guitarist, who does uh he records a lot and he records a lot of demos and usually uh really like with the zombie p dead Throne and a little bit of like what's roots above. We've just kind of evolved into where Chris demos a lot out, and then we take it into a, a space, jam it out together, and little things are changed between, you know, maybe a drum fill, maybe structure, maybe uh, like a, a chord progression, something like that. And um, about then is when I start working on all the vocals. Um, so, so Chris really pulls a lot of weight. Um, nowadays, or really even since the Zombie BP, we've all been living around the states, um, two on the West Coast, three in Chicago. So uh when we do write it's it's a little bit tricky because you know you have to sit us all down in the same area yeah. and um you know same city to do it so uh that's that's kind of what we've had to put into the past few records, but it works well for us, and um nowadays and the the five of us in the band you know you know when you're pushing someone's buttons, you know when you're taking it too far, and um you can kind of just understand one another and understand what the person is going for, what you know, what to do with, with what when you're writing. So um it, it's intricate as far as the band writing, but I think we uh you know we're coming up on seven years writing songs together, so um we we get it. We know each other.
4: <laughs> wow. So how would you say the um the, the public perception of your band has changed in that seven years? Because seven years is you know a pretty decent chunk of time and you know you guys have had a different approach to metal than a lot of other bands so you know how how have you seen that change over the years i mean to see you guys on 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 a tour of, of this magnitude is just great cuz i just i love what you do uh well thank
5: you i mean you know we we had done like uh in 2007 right when chris and i graduated high school we did uh sounds of the underground which was uh, headlined by guar uh shadows fall darkest hour a lot of like Band similar to, you know, what we'll do, Mayhem. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little bit smaller, whatever, but, well, obviously that's a smaller tour. But uh, we received a bit of flack. I mean, it didn't go over too well. Really, I just see, long story short, the progression of our band, just us growing up and us coming from being so young and just being some kids in Ohio, trying to play some shows, trying to write some songs, and nowadays to where, you know, obviously the band has matured, the songs are better, the everything musically is more mature but I, I see it as all of us growing up and all of us uh doing something so professional now and, and doing something that means so much to us rather and it meant a lot to us then but obviously the expectations are different now. And um I don't know, I you know, I, I look back at older material, I think it's uh I think it's bad or I know it's bad. And uh it makes it, it makes it tricky, you know. Yeah. Or Sorry, I just got distracted. Um, it uh, <laughs> and you know, it's it's just us becoming older and getting to know each other better, getting to know what we want to do as a band, and um, that's a you know, it's come a long way over the past however many years, six seven years.
4: Yeah, oh man, and that's quite a journey for you guys too. All right, so last question, Mike, and I'll let you go because I know you guys can get back to the tour. What has been your biggest maybe either aha uh-huh moment or learning experience that you're going to take away from doing the Mayhem Festival with, with the, you know, having the benefit of having a lot of experienced bands on the same bill as you, like Anthrax Slayer, those guys?
5: Um, really, like, you know, we didn't come into this horribly blind. You know, we didn't come into it, play a couple shows and be like, oh, we need to redo everything. We need to change this. I mean, yeah. we we came into it with intention and we knew what we wanted to carry out with it. Um, really just getting to see these bands and getting, you know, that are on this tour and they've been touring for 30 years is just, uh, I don't know, to me it's just it's sort of re-inspiring. It it, it reminds you that what metal is, what playing music is and um, just seeing people that are really good at what they do and um, I don't know, I don't know how long this band will be around or touring or whatever. I hope that, you know, we all want to stretch it out as much as possible and continue doing this as long as we we feel called to be here doing this. But um getting to see these bands, you know, older guys that just rip is uh it's inspiring to me and it's motivating and encouraging. I think that's definitely one of the big things I'll I'll remember from doing Mayhem this year. That's great. That is great.
4: Alright Michael well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us here today and um enjoy the rest of the tour. Yeah,
5: thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
6: All right, and there you have it. Six interviews uh, from the Mayhem Festival. I think if we got you any closer, you'd have lumps of sod and mud all over you. For those of you who haven't seen pictures of what had happened uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. Uh, got a pretty hard rain in the middle of the afternoon and turned into uh, sort of a uh, primitive sort of mud bath. Uh, out there in the lawn. Uh, looked like a lot of good times. We had some fans sending in some photos. Looked like they had a blast. So check that out as well as photos of all the bands and uh, join the fun on Facebook with us at Iron City Rocks. Also on twitter.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. And we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show and we will catch you next time. <laughs>